If you would like to support the podcast and get some extra content while you're there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast and sign up. From the rewatch to the Q&A, we will have loads of content every week. So sign up, patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast. And now, here's the podcast. Graham McDonald is an idiot. Sean Sheehan of severemma.com. He even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god. This is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome to the Severe MMA podcast. Here's your host, Sean Sheehan. Welcome, welcome everybody. We are back with another edition of the Severe MMA Podcast and today it is everyone's favourite episode of the year. It is the 20 Bold Predictions where we look back at my 20 Bold Predictions for last year, see how unbelievably well they did and I will announce my 20 Bold Predictions for next year as well. I've been doing this now for, I don't know, like six or seven years and uh, it's a bit of crack, it's a bit of fun, so nothing serious, nothing mad on, on this podcast today and uh, we will get uh, into all of that here in one second, but m- let me tell you first that this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped and whether it's for the friend in your pants uh, or your friends themselves, you can make the season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favour and use Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code SEVERMMA for free shipping and 20% off. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for absolutely everything you need. It has each of the products from the Performance Package plus the uh, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, which I absolutely love, and the Ultra Premium Deodorant as well. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. So it has the lawnmower 4.0 for uh, for shaving the old pubes. It has the ear whacker for the nose and the ears. Uh, we bought it in with the proprietary skin safe technology, plus they're waterproof uh, as well, so you can uh, you can clear them out. Um with the 4000K LED light, so you can light the way for uh, Rudolph. But once that is done, make sure you're smelling good as well with all the uh, Platinum Package shower products uh, that I mentioned uh, above. They're all sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling better. Then you can use a crop uh, preserver and crop reviver ball toner to keep the stank away all day long. Once Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. I've been a fan of them for years now. They're absolutely brilliant. The performance, uh, the Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit and for the uh, perfect sucking stuffer, add in a brand new body buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than the old loofah. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SEVERMMA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code SEVERMMA. Manscaped, get your balls ready for the holidays. Right, Graham. Let's get straight into it. We're going to look back at my ball predictions for this year first, argue a bit about them, and then look ahead to the next ones. Um, yeah, it looks like I might need to be, try anyway to be charitable this year. Uh, yes. You know, 
<laughs> I haven't looked at them all. I just opened it there. God, we'll, we'll go through it anyway. You got through. You got through. You'd, you've never been charitable before, but I, I would appreciate a bit of this giving holiday season. I need a bit of charity. I'll try. Sure. You know, it's not really me, but to be honest, that's, uh, that's fair. Way. Okay, we'll start it off. So my first prediction for this year was John Jones returns in a UFC heavyweight title fight and loses. So, obviously, that didn't happen. I thought, like, Francis would be around. You know, he was going to fight Cyril Gagne, but then I thought Jones would come back eventually. And I think my my thoughts about Jones coming back are kind of right in terms of he's gone to a new gym, he wants to prove a point. Like, it looks like John, jo- John Jones has been trying to fight for the last three or four months, and they can't get the two fights they want, either Francis or Stipe. So, like, I was think I was a little bit unfortunate. I'm not looking for a point or anything for this, but you saw where I was going with this one, Graham, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, you know, that's why it's a bold prediction with John Jones. <laughs> yeah, know, that's true. Getting him in the cage has been <laughs> has been a big problem and through his own fault for most of the years. But it seems now, as you said, that, you know, he's kind of trying to get going and circumstances or the UFC not wanting to put him in just a warm-up fight uh, has held him back. Like, I'd like to see him come come back in a, in a warm-up fight. It wouldn't help your, your bold prediction about him returning in a, in a UFC title fight and losing. But, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't come back at all and... Uh, if he did come back, you probably would have been, you know, he would have probably been straight into the the, the title shot. Um, would he have lost? I don't know. Yeah, that, I suppose that's why it's a bold prediction. Uh, John Jones is a you know, unpredictable man. He is an unpredictable man, and I'm not sure. Actually, I'm, I actually know what I wrote my bold predictions for next year, like maybe a month ago. And uh, I actually, I, before we even recorded here, I haven't gone back and looked at them. So the, the ball predictions for next year are actually probably going to be a bit of a shock to me as well. But like last year, we edited them as we went. So we, we will do that as well for the second part. So I might have something about John Jones there. Um, but yeah, like, hopefully John Jones will be back for next year. And it's a, it's an awful pity. I know we, we did the awards show on John Jones. Uh, I don't know if it'll be out before or after this. But anyway, John Jones got a vote, you know, for... What was it? Um, uh, the biggest disappointment of the year, whatever it was, just because he didn't fight, you know. And that's that's a pity because a lot of people, like a lot of people, came into MMA during either the McGregor era or during the pandemic era, and a lot of those folks have never even seen John Jones fight and don't really know like how good he is or how special he is or how fun it was to watch a big John Jones fight. And that is kind of a pity. Now, will he come back and look the same and all of that? I don't know, but I kind of want to see it. So even with all the, the drug things and all the, you know, all the controversies behind him, you know, I think most fans who've been watching MMA for ten or fifteen or twenty years want to see uh, want to see John Jones again. And, and I hope he, uh, I hope he comes back here in twenty twenty three. Isn't mad that we're in twenty twenty three? Yeah, it's well. it's crazy how long Jones has been out. You know, if he'd been out doing movies or you know making money, big money somewhere else, you'd kind of understand it. But these are like you know vital years in a short career, and it's just a real waste. Like. What, what what a talent that guy was. Like, you know, he came in, he was destroying everybody. He went into the title shot, absolutely destroyed uh, Shogun, and he thought the sky's the limit. And I think even people said at the time, the only man who's going to stop John Jones is John Jones. And, you know, it seems it's that kind of right, yeah, isn't it? Fairness. Yeah, he's, he's, good, he's good enough, I think, still. You know, his talent and his natural abilities and his fight IQ and... You know, even though he maybe doesn't use his fight IQ until he absolutely needs to, you know, he fights kind of in the opposition's fight. But just the amount of talent he has, it is a like, you know, the, taking away the outside of the cage stuff and just looking at his career from inside the cage, it's, it, you know, 
what a promising start middle and hopefully he can rekindle it because it would be terrible if it really ended like this for for such a ridiculous talent he may be the best talent we've ever seen in the UFC really though. yeah he's up there himself and Demetrius and Anderson but yeah he's definitely up there yeah I just want to see him come back I want to see what he can do so, but actual yeah. talent you know if he put in the actual work that yeah. Demetrius Johnson was putting in like true. imagine like. yeah the, yeah, probably. I, that's probably true the best natural talent ever yeah that's hard to argue with that one to be fair right let's move on to number two um, I predicted Magomed Magomedov would win the Bellator Bantamweight tournament uh, and he did the, the weird thing about this is the Bellator Bantamweight tournament isn't even over so even even if he had been in the final I, I think I even said that I said yeah. on a tournament like tournaments <laughs> always injuries get delayed like I, I, yeah. I, I, that's coming back to me now I'd have to go back and listen but I, I vaguely remember even warning you about that Yeah. anyway it didn't matter he lost to Patchy Mix he lost to Raffian Stotts as well at the end of last year um, was that before? I think that was probably before the tournament, but he was in like the semi-finals there a couple of weeks ago and ended up losing. So, like, he is one of those lads that maybe has has maybe underachieved from where a lot of people thought he would go, myself included, you know, having beaten Peter Yan back in the day and stuff and obviously lost him the second time. But, yeah, he's, he's wrestling... And how unbelievable his wrestling is doesn't seem to have like completely translated. Uh, Stats was able to stop it. Patchy Mix was able to obviously choke him out and kind of played into his wrestling game a little bit. So yeah, maybe Megamed Megamedov is one of those guys. You know, like um, who's it? Uh, Kevin Holland. A few years ago, I was like, oh, Kevin Holland's going to be champion, and then I was like, no, Sean, you're badly wrong on that one. <laughs> you know, I got I get a good bit right, but sometimes I'm I'm badly badly wrong. And like Megamed Megamedov definitely has a big ability, but it feels like uh, in modern MMA and in the bantamweight division, which is fantastic in UFC, Bellator, and beyond, uh, it's not it's it's not easy to compete at the very very top level, and he's seen that this year. So, right, we leave that one there. The next one, though, Graham Jamal Hill wins the UFC light heavyweight title. Now, when I made this prediction, it was an extremely bold prediction. And I remember saying it, the two of us said it at the time, and loads of people were like, oh, what are you talking about? And then he knocked out Johnny Walker in like two or three minutes in February, so like two or three weeks later, and everyone was saying, oh, that's not a bold prediction, because I remember I tweeted it again. And remember we were talking about it at the time, it turned from like a bold prediction to one that people were like, oh, maybe it's not. No, okay, it hasn't happened, but... Yeah, I was going to say, sorry to stop your victory lap here, but... Uh. <laughs> Jamal Hill is in a title shot. He, he he does have a title fight as we end this. So he's like he's Schrodinger's champion, I think, at the moment. So, like, he he could be the champion right now. There's no other champion. He is he has half the belt right <laughs> no, now. No, so no, I, I can't did, be that charitable. <laughs> no! Can I even get quarter of a fight for that one? No, no. no. <laughs> You're lucky he can't do a title shot, but you say some face. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Well, one of, I don't know if one of my predictions for next year is again that he wins and we'll have to look at that but should that prediction I haven't written it a few weeks ago is probably already not a bold prediction considering he's in it if it is there but well, that's the thing if it, if it comes to fruition people are like wow well obviously like yeah, yeah. Later. <laughs> if it doesn't you're like what the fuck is yeah. wrong with this guy hey, that was never gonna happen <laughs> we made that exact point last year it's funny how quickly things start like the Paddy Pimlet one is another one this year it's like or in the last couple of weeks there like I, I was on Submission Radio talking about it and on the podcast and people are like saying, what are you talking about? Why are you so negative about this guy? He's a good up-and-comer. Next thing he has the Jared Garden fight and everyone's like, oh, we always knew Paddy was shy. <laughs> like, well, you know you fucking did not. No, you didn't. Like, it was very few people actually said it. But yeah, MMA turns very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. Uh, and it did for number four as well. 
So my prediction was Kayla Harrison signs with the UFC and wins the title vacated by Amanda Nunes. Now, jeez, that was a that was a big bold prediction a there. Very, there was a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> very very bold prediction. There were teammates at the time, which ended. Was Nunes the champion at the time? I don't think she was the champion at the time. But Nunes, I thought Nunes would. So I thought Nunes would give up the one forty five pound belt to fight for the one fifty five pound belt, and Kayla Harrison would come in and win. Uh, sorry, to fight for the one thirty five pound belt. And I thought Kayla Harrison would come in and win the 145 pound belt. So that was my thinking behind that. Obviously, Kayla Harrison signed with Bellator, but then uh, PFL matched that. So she had to go back and fight with PFL and then lost to Clarissa Pacheco in PFL. So, yeah, not a great. Do you think part of that, Graham, do you know, her underperforming, I suppose, this year in a couple of fights, losing, obviously, the main one, had a lot to do with not being able to go and leave PFL and sign somewhere else? Yeah, well, you know, if you're not happy where you want to be and you wanted to be somewhere else, that could definitely be a factor. And the, and the fact that you're facing somebody you've already faced and already beat, and maybe the motivation isn't there, you're kind of, you know, taking it for granted a little bit. There's probably a number number of things going on there. But, yeah, it was a real uh, disappointment for her. Like, you know, if she had won that, maybe they, they would have said, oh, we can't really offer you anything more here. We will let you go to Bellator. But now her position is weakened, so... Yeah, that prediction really went off the... It was kind of doomed from the start. It had too many moving pieces for, for MMA, the MMA gods to allow that to happen. It did, it did. So I'm all for four, all for four years. Do you know what? It, I've had some good years. This was this was just not a good year. It was not It was not a good year. Um, number five, Habib Nurmagomedov returns to fight. Um, that didn't happen. Yeah. He returned to coach a lot, though. You know, he returned to fighting. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. that was... I not, like, phew, I probably would have agreed with that one, you know. Uh, yeah. MMA retirements, as we always talk about, are usually very short-lived, but the size of Habib now and the fact that he recently, again, said that he wouldn't do it because of his mum and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe. Do you think... Maybe. I, I was thinking last night, right? If Leon Edwards still remains champion at uh, Welterweight... Do you think Habib will see that? I was like, Jesus, I could go in there, pick up a title fairly handily, beat Leon Edwards and become a two-way champion. Any thought there? If if you could get a one-fight deal and just walk away, you might do that. I, I, I think he didn't want to fight Usman. I never heard him talk about that, which is strange when you're a dominant champion it's of the, Ali, the weight below. Ali is managing both of them. I, ne- I never understood yeah, that, but, but that was it. Mm, that's a strange one. But yeah, you know, uh, that would have made a lot of sense. Um Habib was struggling with weight for a long time. Moving up seemed like it was inevitable to me uh, yeah. throughout the years, but never happened. So, uh, yeah, maybe he's just not interested. Um, you know, if he told his mother and all that, and he's still saying that, and maybe we can actually believe this MMA retirement. But, you know, we'll probably see him fighting at some stage again, like before, before, uh, before uh, you know... I don't know. We'll probably see him come back at least once, even if it's Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, seven style. The weird thing about Habib is like, it does feel like there are at the time, and maybe not so much now because time has passed, but like there was a lot of unfinished business at Lightweight. Like he'd beaten a good few people, but he hadn't beaten everyone. Like, and it's not like he was a dominant champion for a long, long time. He kind of got the title shot late, won a few fights. Obviously, had a load of money on the table. Maybe he was in a different position where he has money coming in from other sources and he, he, he seems to be comfortable, but 
you know, that's a lot of money to leave on the table either way. Yeah, and Russia, look where Russia is at the moment as well. Is, is that money still there? Like, I, it's it's a tough one. I don't know. Like, I, I've said it in the past before, like, it might take McGregor coming back and being successful to bring Habib back out of retirement. But as you say, if past this prologue, Habib will fight again. But look, he is a devout man to his beliefs, you know, whether it's his religious beliefs or his other beliefs. And if his belief is, I never want to fight again, then... You know, maybe it is true. Maybe I was wrong, and maybe you were wrong with the, the way we said it all the time. Like that is. Like I think in his head right now, it's final. But you know, these things can change. You know, you can get the itch back, or circumstances can change, or somebody can get under your skin, and you want to go back and teach him a lesson. Or you know, I, I think Habib in his mind, there's no doubt now that he's retired. But you know, we've seen we've seen people change their mind on the regular. We do, we have, in fairness. Um, next one, Amanda Nunes wins three fights in a row. Number six, she won one fight in a row, I suppose. So, do I get a third of a point for that? <laughs> <laughs> no. She won one. She won one fight. Yeah. No. Like one, one in a row. <laughs> what do you think of the future is for Amanda Nunes? Like, I, I wasn't that impressed well, on her comeback fight. Obviously, she was terrible in the fight. Nervous, for it. Yeah. You know, she looked nervous in her comeback fight, even though she, even though she won. I think she's a by far the better fighter, but she, she looked a little nervous. I don't know if her heart is still in. I don't know if she's that like you know. <laughs> to be a bit cheesy or that lioness anymore, that mentality. Hey, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, do, I don't yeah. know if the fire is still in her. Um, you know, she could get it back, you know, as I said <laughs> for the last one, you know, uh, minds can change and all that stuff and motivation can come and go. And yeah, but her as, you know, the, the uh, her, her as she was on the way up and when she first had the title and was trying to make history, you know, the first double woman champion and all that stuff, you know, it's hard to get back to that to that level when you're, you've already made a lot of money you've already beaten you know you've already done it all um, the fact that Kayla Harrison it, it, as well didn't you know she him. has all the talent she like I think she can beat you know Kayla I think she can beat Kayla Harrison if she's motivated and puts in the like you know at her peak I think she she beats everybody but it's just the big question is does she have the, the motivation the mindset and the willingness to to do what she needs to do to get back to where she was or to get you know even better than she was and recent fights would say she doesn't but who knows what's going on in the background as well what distractions are going on things like that um yeah it's a yeah i don't think i don't think she'll get back to to how dominant as dominant as she was she is she has at least one child now and i don't know maybe multiple kids and it's things change for you in life as well and as you said she isn't someone i don't think who lives like a big lavish lifestyle and is spending all that money and she's earned good money like she's in big been in big ronda rousey fights where she was the champion and ronda rousey was the challenger and i'm like if she was getting the pay-per-view points for that she was quids in in that, in that fight and she has she's been on a lot of those big cards she's been very lucky i suppose with the cards she's been on and i'm sure earned a lot of money so yeah, look, fair play there. We can't criticise her for that as well. I'm very, very, very interested in her next fight. Like, will she come out and look like the lioness or will she look like a pussycat? You know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want to know for the next one, so we'll, we'll see with that. Right, number seven. We better start running through a few of these. We'll be here all night. Both Diaz brothers fight exactly once, both lose. Nick didn't fight. Uh, Nathan fought once and won, so I was just wrong on every count there. Um, yeah, you, you were probably going to be right if the original Nate Diaz uh, yeah. disaster plan had gone had gone, to, had gone through. But uh, I would have got half yeah. a point, but no, <laughs> no, no yeah. nearly, nearly. No. Nick yeah. Diaz predicting him coming back. You know, that's a that's a toss up. He had fought Robbie Lawler though, just you know, a couple yeah, of months before true, that, yeah. and that was. But he hadn't fallen five years before that, or yeah, <laughs> these things happen. 
Uh, we'll move on. Franz Malamba signs for the UFC. What, where is Franz at the moment? He was like, he was in Combatches. I know there was a bit of back and forth there. There was talks of him signing for other places. Um, what, what, any update on Franz Graham or what's the crack with him? Yeah, it looks like there'll be, there'll be news coming soon. I can't really, really say, but he's uh, not going to be fighting for a Combatche anymore. Um, yeah, I can't really say too much. Yeah. Um, I think, like... But, uh, yeah, he did, didn't sign for the UFC, so... No, he didn't sign for the UFC. I think the thing with friends, though, is... I feel like there's been a few very unlucky moves for Franz over the last while like Bellator kind of letting him go and in the different places he signs like Franz has been fighting really 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 well and the run that he has been on probably is good enough to get him signed to the UFC but maybe he wasn't in the right place maybe he didn't have the right contract or whatever at the time and look where's he going to end up now I suppose we will see very very soon but like it feels like Franz Malambo is one of the most talented fighters in Ireland and really hasn't like hasn't had the opportunity to fight at a level that some of the other lads have had to fight at over the last while, whether it's even, you know, Paul Hughes, uh, Ian Gary, or, you know, some of the uh, some of the guys fighting in Bellator. Like his last fight happened, he didn't fight at all in 2022. You know, it was uh, uh, the 12th to the 12th, 2021 was his last fight. And he fought, what was it? He fought three times in one night. There, there didn't he in that, in that Kabachi tournament. So like, it's 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 I mean a tough tough time for Franz Malambo. Yeah. Every time he gets momentum going, it seems like yeah. circumstances kind of leads to him losing that momentum. And maybe maybe in the past, some of it was his uh, you know not being in training. But I think over the last few years, he's been dedicated, and the, the chips have just kind of fallen the other way. As when, you said, eight of, his nine, eight of his last nine fights, Graham. Eight of his last nine. What a fucking run that is like. Yeah, including like, you know, impressive wins and, yeah. you know, the loss that he did have against Ricky Bandeos was kind of, you know, he was dominating that fight and he got caught and he didn't like, you know, I've I've seen Franz nearly like most of his amateur fights and all of his pro fights and seen him spar a lot. And, you know, um, that was like a, something you, re- you really don't see him getting caught like that. So that was like kind of out of the blue and, you know. Obviously, it was a really nice shot and all that stuff, but that was that was uh, wasn't a fight that he got blown out of the water, and he was looking very good in that fight up until that point. Uh, just you know, he, he seems to have the momentum on the on the on the record, as you said, uh, like in the last nine fights. But in terms of you know uh, the, the frequency of fights, it's just not there. And like even now, like you know, he's he hasn't fought in a year, as you said, and he's off like landscape and like keep himself going and stuff, you know. And when he's really like ideally, you'd want him in the gym preparing for fights or even just. You know, um, sharpening the skills while he waits for a fight contract or something like that. But yeah, it just seems to get derailed all the time. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Next one, Stephen Thompson fights MVP. That didn't happen. We could just move on from that. Like I thought, one of them might move the opposite way, and then they'd end up fighting. But it it didn't happen. Like MVP went box bare knuckle box and lost. I can't believe what Bellator have been doing the last year. Just letting like I think Cyborg is out of contract, so fair enough with her. But letting MVP go bare knuckle box and all of this malarkey. It's just weird. I wonder why. Obviously, he came back and he won against uh, Holland, so he'll be in the UFC for another while. But I think like MVP, I would love to see him just. You know, I think MVP and Bellator have kind of come to a natural end now. Let it, let him move on and let it go to the UFC or something if they'd want him. But I don't know, maybe not. Um, we'll move on. You to know, the next I'd, I'd love to see him in the UFC. It would refresh up his career. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't be. He, maybe he'd get one or two kind of warm up fights, but he wouldn't be fighting. You know, people nobody's heard of outside of the hardcore is like you know it's hard to at the start. People were like, okay, yeah, great, this is great. Like, let's but let's see him as he goes up, and we're still kind of. 
you know, in that situation, he took a he took a run at it and kind of, you know, lost lost the title shot to Lima. And since then, it's kind of gone back to you know underwhelming opponents. And in the UFC, you know, I think it'd be great for the UFC to be really nice matchups. People be looking to fight him. You know, Bellator obviously want to keep him around, but how much is he actually pulling in for them? Is he actually you know? worth keeping if the UFC were to offer yeah. him a good contract would it be worth Bellator's while to actually match that probably not exactly. I and I know. like the UK yeah. scene isn't exactly doing great for Bellator is it like they can't sell out an arena in the UK like you know so yeah I don't know I don't think so I'd, lo- I'd love to see MVP fight in Dublin actually that'd be a great addition yeah, they, I was that they should be using them in, as main, if they want to have a non-Irish main event they should be using people like MVP more I know, I know he fought Kylie and stuff like that but you know that's their biggest show in, in in Europe, maybe even around the world for Bellator. The Irish show, like in terms of atmosphere and coverage and you know interest, it's definitely up there. Anyway, so yeah, I, I'd like to see if if everybody's sticking around. I'd like to see them, you know, in Dublin again. But yeah, I mean, it just seems it, like it, another guy's whose career is just stalled. And, yeah. you know, uh, for a fresh a fresh set of matchups in the UFC or. You know, even in a PFL tournament or something would be very good for him, I think. MVP versus Kylie too. The rematch everyone. <laughs> right, we'll move on. Number 10, uh, Hamzat Shemaev and defeats Cameron Usman for UFC welterweight title and immediately challenges a middleweight champion. Uh, that obviously didn't happen. Usman lost. Shemaev, like, Shemaev obviously missed weight for the Diaz thing and then ended up fighting Kevin Holland, but he had that unbelievable matchup with Gilbert Burns before that. I mean, was that last year? I don't know. It was No, it was this year because it was in the, the running for fight of the year and stuff and Usman lost and all. So, yeah, like the Shemaev train really hasn't um, gone as fast as I think I was predicting, as a lot of people predicting. Like a lot of that, I suppose, was to do as well with the fact that Leon Edwards, I suppose, got the fight we were kind of like, oh, we'll just get that out the way and then we'll do Shemaya versus Usman, but Edwards won. And then, like, they're, for some reason, I know, okay, uh, Usman was injured and I don't know if he's still injured or not, but, like, they decided to wait, like, eight months to put on an, another fight at Welterweight. I was like, what? Why are they waiting? Like, why are they waiting so long? And I know they want to go to the UK or whatever. Go to the UK and fucking around this time of the year or something. I thought, I thought that was very bizarre, but yeah, that was uh, that ruined my whole Shamaya thing anyway. You can't go this time of the year to, to Cardiff anyway. Ah, uh, great. That, that roof, that open roof, you know, is, is a big problem. Like, they've looked into the logistics uh, and it's just not workable. I can't, I can't believe more people didn't call him out on that. I, I don't uh, know if anyone saw it, like... He probably doesn't have a clue uh, about, like, you know, and it goes, there's other people probably doing it, but, like, yeah, Jesus. That was rid- <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Irish fighters go undefeated in the UFC. Was that Dean Barry fight a DQ? It was, wasn't it? Or was it, it wasn't... It was a DQ. Let me look it up yeah, here. He, um, yeah, he lost by DQ, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that didn't happen. But, like, that was a joke of a DQ. It really shouldn't have been a DQ. Ian Gary won his two fights. Isn't it sad, though, we don't really have... Oh, that was close, yeah. Yeah, we don't have many Irish fighters in the UFC. Like, it's just just kind of Ian Gary. Maybe by the time this is out, maybe Paul Hughes well, Paul will be Hughes, fighting. yeah, hopefully, you know. Yeah. For next year, surely, uh, Paul Hughes will be in the UFC. Yeah, I know there's a few SPG guys. Obviously, uh, Johnny Walker is in the UFC, and... Um, you know, he's, he's American. He's kind of gone now, isn't he? But uh, who's a Lucy Pudilova? Is that is that her name? She's in the UFC, isn't she with SPG? But yeah, uh, that didn't happen. That I, I like. I feel I should. No, my, you're not giving me that. No, the Irish fighters gone defeated. Like, <laughs> well, it can't really. If you Dean look Barry was robbed. Straight, straight, straight statistics. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag facts. <laughs> hashtag Barry was robbed. Hashtag Barry. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, Give me half a point. I actually I agree that 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 it shouldn't have been a, yes. a DQ, but it is, it was and it is, and on the record books it is. So. I don't think I can give that to you, even oh, though you're God. even though you're on zero still. We're right. more than halfway through. <laughs> I, this next one, the next two, I'm going to argue over, right? And I'm going to demand points for these. Darren Till gets cut from the UFC, right? Darren Till is going to get cut from the UFC like soon. So, well, you have you have a little bit of time, maybe you know. Yeah, you might get a Christmas letter <laughs> from Dana saying you're cut. Yeah. We're we're recording this a little bit earlier, everyone. So by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully. <laughs> Sorry, Darren. Fingers, My fingers crossed. The poor Darren Dale, folks. Fingers, fingers hope crossed. he gets fired for Christmas so you can get one, one right. Fingers crossed Darren Dale gets caught. <laughs> Some sake. fucking freaks. Poor lad. Poor old Darren. Uh, he was shite though, wasn't he? He was, he was fairly bad now. So he couldn't be giving out too much, but yeah. Darren Dale. Uh, you, you've torn your ACL again. You lost. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas. You're cut. Bye. Uh, uh, poor Darren Dale. Hopefully he doesn't get cut. No. Darren Dale versus I, MVP. I stand, I stand with Darren. I stand with Darren. Well, he can't stand. He's a torn ACL. But Darren, Darren Dale versus MVP in Bellator. I'd watch that. Make yeah, it happen, yeah. Make it happen. You know, Darren Till uh, going to Belter might be might be good for him, but he probably still believes. You know, if he can get back to to fitness, you know, he was talking about how in the gym he for some reason he can't make it happen in the in the in the cage anymore. So I don't think you know he's thinking of changing it up like that. I think he's still trying to you know make a run in at the, at the UFC title, even though that looks extremely unlikely. You never know in, in MMA, like you know, you put you put a streak together, you, something clicks, but. It's a long, long road back. So, yeah, maybe maybe we'll see him in Bellator in the future, but I don't think in the next year or two we will. Yeah. Uh, right. My next number 13, this is the one I got right officially 100%. Um, an Irish fighter gets to a PFL final and uh, Brendan Lachlan did. What's the story of Brendan Lachlan? Is it a grandfather or a grandmother or a mother or a father who's Irish? I don't know, but his name is Lachlan. Like, so it has you don't to know. be a father. You don't know. It could be your only one you got right and you don't even know the... I do know. He you wore, don't even have your argument ready. No, I have my argument ready. Absolutely. So at the start here, you can look up the tweets. Dara... Um, Brendan Lachnan tweeted this very article that I'm reading from at the moment, and he said an Irish fighter gets to the PFL final and put, like, the emoji things on it. And I replied to him saying, if you get to the final, I'm 100% going to argue. And he basically said, yeah, you should, or something like that. So this is correct. He wore an Irish you kit. You're going to argue. You didn't, say you're, you didn't even say you are going to claim it. You're I am claiming argue. it. Oh, I you have can to argue do. anything. You can argue he, an apple is an orange. If he, you he wore an Irish kit in the tournament. His name is Brendan Lachnan. Oh, oh, this is like. Do I even need to say anymore? Will I just mark down the one point? <laughs> I'll give. I'll give you half a point. Oh, I come said on, it'd be full point. I said it'd be charitable. Right, do you know what? I'll take the half a point. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take you need it. it. You need it. It's a sympathy uh, half point. It's a, it's a sympathy half point. I'll take it. Number fourteen. Jose Aldo fights Dominic Cruz. That didn't happen. Jeez, I was doing a podcast the other day, and I was like. Um, um, the fuck up they made of the end of Jose Aldo's UFC career was outstanding in its shitness almost like they gave TJ Dillashaw the shot in front of him undeservedly TJ Dillashaw comes in with a shoulder like mine fucking taps out after the second round when he's just falling around the best Jose Aldo has the worst fight of the year against fucking Mirab Dashvili loses a shitty decision and goes boxing like or something god almighty could they have fucked up Jose Aldo anymore Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. You know, but in, in, it's never, it never ends well. Like, you know, obviously the UFC didn't help here, but 
yeah, it probably wouldn't have ended well either way. Like, and it probably hasn't really ended either. You know, hashtag <laughs> MMA retirements or whatever. But <laughs> indeed, yeah, um, yeah. Dominic Cruz didn't fight Jose Aldo. That's another, another L for Shawnee. Indeed, he didn't. Uh, Tom Aspinall learns a heavyweight title shot. Uh, no, he got injured and fucked up his knee, so that didn't happen. It, it could have been on the way. Like it was looking. Yeah. It was looking 50, now maybe 30%, 40% likely, but obviously that injury, he would have to win that fight. But yeah, that was not kind of, through no fault of your own, fell away. But I suppose uh, MMA, MMA injury or injuries in MMA are part of the part of the game. A lot, a lot of these are not happening through no fault of my own. To be fair, it's all these fucking pesky fighters and promoters and stuff making my predictions wrong. But the next one... Actually, he's right. <laughs> so, fair, fair play, a major MMA organization signs a broadcast deal with Amazon, which one championship did. So, I got that one right at least. I got one right, Graham. That was, I think, that was a prediction at the time. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you. I think that was a prediction at the time that uh, actually a lot of people didn't think would happen. And I remember we were even talking about it, like, oh, maybe you never know. And it was bold enough, and it came off pretty quickly. I think so. Yeah, I got one. I got one right, Graham. I got one right. Fair play to me. Uh, uh, very good, very good. You're on a roll here. You got a, a sympathy half point in, in the recent one as well. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, a UFC champion is stripped of a title due to a failed drugs test. Now, this is an interesting one. Because You're going to throw somebody to try and argue for your, your <laughs> failed prediction. <laughs> You're going to stain their, stain their good name. I wouldn't do that to Yuri Prochka. Absolutely not. I would not. <laughs> for fuck's sake. I leave Ian O'Neill do that. You did that in the show there recently. Look... So allegedly, so they're not announcing the drugs test anymore. You know, champions have lost their belts. How are we supposed to know if it's a drug test or not? Lads going away for two years, coming back. I don't know, Graham. I don't know. Should I get a half point for the, the not knowing? No, I don't think so. I don't no. think you can put that stain on on somebody that's never tested positive for anything and. You know, uh, at forty-eight, just unfortunately injured and did the honourable thing of, or tried to do the honourable thing of stepping away. So uh, yeah, no, I think yeah. I think um, you shouldn't uh, put down this good man just due to uh, your horrible, horrible predictions. This, <laughs> also, this is a comedy podcast. This one, so please, anything we say here is uh, is not serious. I don't mean that here. He didn't fail the drugs test or anything like that. So very good. Uh, next one, eighteen, three more left. A fighter not currently in the UFC becomes a UFC champion. Now, Alex Pahe almost, he fucking had one fight in the UFC and then he did become UFC champion. Um, but yeah, no one else, I don't think so. Do, are you going to give me a, a half point for Alex Pereira? He'd only one fight? No, no, he's no. already in the UFC. But like that was, that you know, that was unlucky because I didn't I definitely didn't expect him to, um, you know, we kind of saw what was coming when they were trying to line it up, but I didn't expect him to win anyway. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there was no other really contenders there either. That was that well. Was Kayla, cool. Kayla Harrison was the one everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Kayla Harrison is definitely going to do that." That's not even a ball prediction. And then you know that didn't that didn't end up happening. So it turned into a very ball prediction, and it yeah it didn't come off. Um, we'll run through the last two here. Ray Cooper, the third wins the PFL tournament. He obviously didn't. Sadabu C won a welterweight. He, Ray Cooper didn't have a great year. I feel in PFL as well, sometimes you just need to move on. I feel once you do that season two or three times, 
especially if you win it maybe once or even especially twice I think it's probably time to move on and do something else and you know people laugh oh Ariel was laughing and oh why would he do that why would he why would he go and fight for 20 grand in the US well like he probably didn't get that much more than that uh, and he got fucking beaten the, in in, uh, in the PFL like I think he probably like if he got into the UFC say fought someone like Sean Brady stock is high you know stock is high when you're the, whatever double or even yeah. single champion of um, the million dollar tournament he could have went to the UFC with a bit of hype but yeah. you know in the past maybe we've seen with Bellator champions have come in Dana's kind of giving them bad matchups or putting them or not Dana but the UFC have given them bad matchups and put them kind of not in great positionings on cards and things like that or what was it Lyman Good he said oh somebody, he's fighting some Bellator guy or something with some quote oh, like yeah, that so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like who was that who was that Lyman Good no but Lyman Good was the Bellator Lyman Good. oh yeah okay yeah, he's yeah. like former Bellator champion and it was <laughs> like oh he just like in a scrum or a press conference or something he was like oh he's fighting some Bellator guy and <laughs> Lyman Good fantastic uh, and Your respect num- <laughs> no, number 20 Conor McGregor fights Tony Ferguson he's returned from injury I'm actually like I'm a bit surprised that Conor hasn't like I think I know maybe you'd know better than this but I think if he didn't have that film I think he might have come back uh, around the end of the year but it looks like it's going to be you know the the first quarter maybe next year or pushing on to the summer maybe you surprised yeah, I, think, I, I think with a really bad injury like a, a leg injury we, we were everybody in MMA or most people in MMA were, were probably a little bit ambitious about how quickly you know you come back from that um, it's always better to to not risk it you know, it's a it's a pretty devastating injury. We get desensitized to these kind of injuries, but like you know, when your legs hanging off, it's it's pretty bad, and you're probably well advised to to make sure and take really take your time with it. And you know, um, it, it's probably the right decision, but for your prediction, it's obviously uh, it's not ideal. Yeah, indeed. All right, so that is but, well, you know, Tony Ferguson on his return from injury. Like yeah. we've talked about it on the podcast a couple of times. That would be a nice, um, a nice fight. You know, Tony has a big name for for his years in the UFC, and obviously he gets you know on the Rogan podcast and Eddie Bravo talks him up and stuff like that. So people people know who he is and people like his style. He's in exciting fights, and you know it would be completely understandable if. Um, you know the UFC and and Connor wanted to have a warm up fight after such a such a bad injury as I mentioned and a lo- another long layoff as well. So I would like to see him fight Tony Ferguson. I know Tony Ferguson at the moment is coming off a loss, but I, I don't even think that matters. I think you know it's just an exciting fight that uh, people will get behind, and maybe it wouldn't do the numbers of of Connor coming back in a title shot, but I think it would do very good numbers and would make sense all around. But yeah, like Connor's coming off, of, yeah. Connor's coming off a couple of losses too, and he's coming off of a broken leg, like so. That's yeah, well, I can see how the UFC are thinking. Oh, we put him in the biggest fights we can, make the most money. But you know, I think it's a nice matchup for for Connor to come back to. Um, you know, exciting. Uh, the fans will be well up for it. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right, so that's uh, one and a half. One and a half. One and a half out of twenty. <laughs> one and a sympathy half. We have no, to put no, that uh, the, sympathy, the, the sympathy in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, not great. Now this was probably the worst set of predictions I've ever made. But it was a very unpredictable year. It was a really unpredictable year. So credit to me for getting the one point half. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Uh, before we get to next year's predictions, we must tell you that this episode is also brought to you by our friends over at NordVPN. And with NordVPN, I can switch my virtual location to a country that is showing the sports event that I want to watch, MMA events, Bellator, PFL, and all of that, uh, so you don't miss out on anything uh, at all. So um, NordVPN, as well, it, it helps save money. 
um, to protect you from cybercrime. You can change your virtual location to sign up for subscription services via other countries and pay a much cheaper price. For example, sign up at Netflix while virtually being in Mexico is much cheaper than the US slash the UK. Uh, you can book your flights uh, for, for holidays and holidays via another country and pay less. NordVPN essentially pays for itself uh, in that. Um, you know, I know people are getting more uh, concerned about cybercrime all the time uh you know people stealing their data and invading their privacy and you know people are not that tech savvy uh, with it and don't know how to kind of avoid it but luckily with nordvpn it's a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. it's incredibly easy for me to use and just with one click i'm protected i don't have to be a tech genius to use it with my nordvpn account i can have up to six devices protected which is really really good no longer have to worry about uh, hackers malicious sites and pop-ups for the price of one cup of coffee a month of complete peace of mind knowing that my devices and data are protected um and you know as well as that as i mentioned with netflix and with disney and all of them you know you sometimes you're looking for oh is this show on it it's fine hard to find and you look it up it's on oh yeah, it's on even with the notorious the our, yeah. our mcgregor documentary uh, on netflix it's in multiple countries like the uk and ireland and stuff but loads of countries it isn't at the moment it isn't isn't in america you can just change it over there log yeah. on to your netflix account Bingo, bango. Handy out. You can even, like, there's a, there's a website, unogs.com, uh, where you can go in and type in any film, any documentary name, and it'll tell you which country Netflix it's on, and you can just switch to that, and there it is. Very, very handy. Yeah, so with NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location, and as Greg said there, watch a notorious documentary if you're in the UK, access to streaming services from 60 countries at absolutely uh, no extra cost. This opens up Pandora's box of entertaining content uh, uh, that you wouldn't be able to access without NordVPN. So absolutely brilliant. It's the price of a cup of coffee every month, small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to a vast amount of entertaining content from all over the world all over the world so grab your exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash severe may to get a huge discount off your nordvpn plan plus four months for free it's completely risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee so exclusive nordvpn deal nordvpn.com forward slash severe may try it risk-free now with a 30-day money-back guarantee all right, Graham. Let's move on and let's talk about the predictions for next year. Hopefully, they're better than. Uh, hopefully, they're better than last year. Um, and uh, let's. let's I say you're feeling wary looking at them there. Yeah, <laughs> after that performance from last year. I'm not even. I'm not even going to go through. I'm just going to go through them one by one here because I've. I literally don't know what's coming up. So here we go. Bellator goes out of business. Number one. Um. Jeez, oh, that's a fucking <laughs> that's a big, a big prediction. There's a big one. Um, I say uh, Bellator are going to be delighted you made that prediction. Oh, um, Bellator love me, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I think uh, live sports are such a you know I've talked about this before. You know, Amazon wanting to get into the the space. Um, you know people don't watch live TV. A lot of people don't watch live TV unless it's sports, you know, they watch it on like online or on streaming service after and they can binge watch it, all that stuff. They don't watch ads. So uh, I think it's in a good position to get like, you know, good, um, good advertisements for, or good advertisers for the, the networks and stuff like that. So I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I suppose that's why it's a bold prediction. Indeed. Like, I just think the signs are not great for Bellator, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, they, they haven't been signing 
any of the real big names in a while. Okay, they signed Joel Romero and a couple more, but like the Bo Nickel was the one as well that signed for the UFC. And I saw a lot of people tweeting, oh, geez, how come Bellator didn't pick him up? And it's like, when they're starting to lose guys like that on the way up, which they have been signing all of recently, I don't, I don't know if that's a great sign. And I just, I feel like as well, you know, you're saying the, the TV deals and all. The thing about Bellator is they don't have a TV deal because they're owned by the TV station they're on. So like all Bellator is to them is basically losing money. Um... So I wonder, you know, and they, they can sell ads from it and everything like that. Maybe they're making some money out of it. But I wonder, is it as much chassel as it's worth? And if there are cost-cutting measures going in, which is, I think there's been a bit of, um, allegedly, we will uh, we will see how long that keeps going. Now, I, I do think now, I, I picked Bellator here just because, I don't know, I feel like the signs of Bellator aren't great. But I think one of Bellator, PFL, and one championship one of them will not exist in the next two years. Now that's obviously the small predictions for this year, but uh, I don't. I don't think they can all sustain themselves going forward. So, yeah, just gone for Bellator. I just. Don't, I. I probably. I'd probably be wrong. I'd probably be wrong, but uh, I don't think the signs are great. To be honest. So there you go. don't don't come back claiming a half point if, if one FC go out of business. All right. <laughs> I, I, my, my, oh, one uh, one championship. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, right, number two. Uh, the now maybe this isn't even possible because I know they have another betting deal, but I'm gonna, the UFC signs a deal with Barstool Sports. Now it'll probably be a betting deal, but I I just think there's been like you know they have the Paddy uh, Pimbley with the Barstool things. They have the you know Dave Portnoy showed up at fights all the time. Barstool are getting way bigger with the betting with the sport with sports betting and all of that. And I think it's a perfect mix with like the ages of people that watch. Um, UFC and that people that are now betting and people with Barstool as well and also I think things could change because of this whole betting scandal like let's say if whoever's bet- with, with them now leaves the UFC and like t- tears up their betting deal Barstool could come in then and get a betting deal with them or something so not necessarily just a betting I'm just going to go UFC signs a deal with Barstool Sports whatever that might be like uh, another thing I could see as well like y- UFC doing like a media rights deal or something like that you know where it's like oh every, every before every fight there's like uh, five or six fighters get interviewed on Barstool or whatever you know create their own media rather than have the MMA media doing that I could see something like that what, what do you think Graham is that, is that something that's possible uh, I, I don't see that now. Uh, they might sign some kind of like small deal or something, yeah. but not not something so big like that. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that'll be that'll be ill advised. I think <laughs> the UFC making ill advised decision isn't really, I suppose, the most uh, uh, common thing. But, that wouldn't be like them now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Maybe some kind of deal, but the ones you suggested, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Number three, John Jones loses a fight. What do you think? Will it happen? An MMA fighter or some kind of like, uh, free fighter? <laughs> An MMA, I go, I go with MMA fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Uh, like as we said with the <laughs> with him actually fighting uh, in the other prediction, it's probably you know definitely not guaranteed. Anyway, it's probably like a fifty fifty at this stage. The way it's the way it's going, you know. Um, Depends who they give him, you know. If they put him in there against a Ganu or something, you know, or Stipe, he has a he definitely could lose after a long layoff and moving up weight and stuff like that. So, yeah, that one's that one's more likely than the other ones so far, I think. But still, you know, with John Jones, he's an unpredictable man, and um, anything could happen. He he could he could get arrested at any moment, and <laughs> you know, uh, something could happen. And we we just don't know with him. 
I think John Jones will definitely fight either Francis Ngannou or Cyril Gann this year. Now, he might fight Steve Miocic first, and I think he will win that fight, but then he'll fight one of them two, and I think he'll lose that fight uh, against either one of those lads, to be honest. So that's kind of why I'm going for it. I'm not sure if Francis is going to come so back. So you think two fights, two fights, yeah? Mm. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. One or the other. I think, like, if Francis is gone... So, sorry, what you say? He's going to have two fights. Yeah, I think he will have... Uh, yeah, John Jones, yeah, it, two fights this year. Maybe, or next year, sorry. Well, if he fights Stipe. If he fights Francis first, he might only have one fight. But I think if he fights Stipe, he will definitely fight for a title after that against whether it's either Cyril Gagne or whether it's Francis. Like, Francis might give up the belt and go boxing or something, and then I could see that happening. But, yeah, I do think John Jones will be back this year and will fight for the title, whether that's in one fight or whether it's in two fights. So, do you not think that, no? Yeah, well, like it would make a lot of sense from all all parties involved, but yeah, with John Jones, it's you know, it's 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 hard to know what he's going to do. And with the UFC, obviously, you know, you think they'd want to do the pay per views, but they also have you know the ESPN deal where it doesn't actually really matter. So how motivated are they if if John Jones is making it somewhat difficult, or they're just going to say, oh, we'll just shelve him until he's desperate? But yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd say if I had to bet, I'd say he will come back this year. But um, yeah, that, that that prediction could could happen. But uh, I think if he comes back, you know, he'll probably win because that's how that's how talented and, and good he is. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting. But heavyweight is you know if he comes back heavyweight, like it is a you know there is some big dudes there, and John Jones is is, is uh used to being the big dude, so it could, it's a different a different um. Dynamic. You know, task. Yeah. yeah, different dynamic. Very interesting, very interesting. Number four, Kayla Harrison loses another fight. Uh, with this one, I, I think Kayla Harrison, like, I think she might struggle a bit mentally coming back after that loss. I don't know what's going to happen with her if she's staying with PFL. Like, she's talking about fighting in, like, the PFL pay-per-view thing. I don't know what PFL are doing. They're, like, doing major cards now. She doesn't want to be in the, uh, the tournament anymore. I don't know if that will actually happen because she lost, but... I feel like, you know, they're they're probably going to make this Pacheco fight again. It's going to be an even tougher fight for her this time. You know, maybe she maybe she won't lose that fight. But I don't. I just feel like someone who's like that and who's been beaten in in such a fashion, can they recover from that mentally? That's a big thing I want to know. And like, we, or could it go the other way? Like maybe it'll give. You could her light a fire under her. Yeah. You know, we we just never know until we see it. With you know, with the, with with this this type yeah. of situation, if she stays in PFL. You know, I'd pick her to, to beat everybody, but you know, somebody could emerge uh, that we're not thinking about, or that isn't even signed, or that's flying under the radar, and you know, could be a a big signing or something like that. But yeah, I think I think it's unlikely if she stays in PFL. If she comes to the UFC, she probably lose. I think. Yeah. But I I uh, I think she'll probably stick around the PFL by the sounds of the little bit she said. It's a real pity, like that. She's in PFL fighting at 155, but could fight at 145. And now Pacheco is obviously a top fighter there as well. Amanda Nunes in the UFC and Cyborg is in Bellator slash Nowhere. It's like all the three people that should be fighting each other are all in different places. And it's just such a sad thing to see. Like like when they did fight, Cyborg and Amanda Nunes, one of my favorite fights ever. It was such a great fight. It's an absolute crying shame. Like it feels like very you know, the 145 pound women's division feels like boxing. You know, it feels like the heavyweight boxing or something. That none of these people are fighting each other. No, we had, we, you know, we had a bit of it, obviously. But like, ah, it's such a, it's such a pity. And hopefully, they can get it, they can get that organized. But anyway, number five, MVP signs one championship. 
Now, Ooh. yeah. No, I'm good yeah, well, like I think, of, as I said earlier, he needs he needs a, a freshen up, you know. Yes, I think so. But I'd, like I'd love to see him in the UFC, just selfishly, um, just some of the matchups, and you know, just to see him actually, you know, fighting top level guys consistently would, would be fantastic. Like we've been waiting years for that, but. One FC, yeah, soccer kicks, stuff like that. That'd be very interesting as yes, well. Yeah, I think the thing why I said that as well. My my reason behind that is I don't think UFC will pay him the money to give him a better contract in Bellator, but I think one championship probably he will. Can, you think he can come to the UFC, make himself a star, or even not even in like in terms of winning the belt or anything like that? That maybe he could. Like it's unlikely, I think, but maybe he could. But in terms of making himself a big name and getting deals, like you know, uh, sponsors more like making himself, you uh, know, a house, not a household name, but a but a maybe kind of breaking out of this kind of you know. He, he, you think he can? Yeah, yeah. Like one FC coming to to Amazon if they, if they extend that deal, if that goes well and they extend that Amazon deal to worldwide, that's that's a game changer, and maybe that would attract MVP to. Or further attract MVP to a deal with one, with one but yeah, selfish I'd like to see him in the UFC. But yeah, that, I hadn't really thought about the the one championship thing. I think it's I think it's definitely a bold prediction. It's definitely unlikely, but it's an interesting it's an interesting proposition. Yeah, like they have uh, Saldich there in that division as well. I know like lads are going up all the time. Like uh, Christian Lee gone up to welterweight, and you know Rene the Reader kind of coming down. I uh, haven't been up. Like they have some very good fighters in around that division as well, and. Uh, you know, I, I, there's lots of fights I'd like to see him fight there as well. And as I said again, like I don't think the UFC will pay him the money that I think one championship will. Like Bellator feel like, feel like not that they're out of the MVP business, but they're kind of like, ah, he didn't become champion in that story fight. And I'd say they might be happy enough to move on from him. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong now, but um, yeah, I, I, I just think he needs, we both said, no, I think he needs a new move. But anyway, we'll uh, move on. Number six. Uh, Hamzat Shemaev wins the welterweight and middleweight titles in the UFC. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, how, Would you like pick have to do it pretty quick? If he gets in there against Pahaya, then yeah, maybe. If, if, I didn't say I in what know. order as well. So he could fight huh? Pahaya. I didn't say in what order. He could fight Pahaya first and then fight Leon Edwards maybe or Usman. Like, Jeez, that'd be some savage matchmaking yeah. for Pahaya. For fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, good job there, mate. Okay. Shimmy's <laughs> waiting in the back there. Good, good luck. Just le- release the hounds. <laughs> Shemaya's coming. Foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <in the back. laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd watch it though. But like, it's it's amazing Shamayev hasn't got a title shot somewhere yet. And also, do you know this? He about, fucked it up. Like yeah, even missing the weight was one thing, but then the way he reacted, just like fucking, I don't know. Yeah, you're was just really never bad. gonna please. You know, Dana, the UFC brass, the fans. You're, you, it was just a really bad move. Like he, just to at least even pretend, just say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I missed weight. It won't, won't happen again." And then you can talk trash. Don't say, oh, "I don't give a shit." Up, oh, fuck you. Yeah, oh, that's just, true. That was that was that. I think definitely didn't help yes I would agree with that but still I do think I do think he will be the type of guy who will get a title shot this year and will immediately call for the, the other belt after it whichever one it is and um, you know the UFC when that happens they'll forgive what happened earlier on very very quickly and uh, yeah I like I think I think he'd beat Panetta I think he'd beat Adesanya I think he'd beat Leon Edwards and Usman. I would just about pick him to beat Usman as well. That's a closer one. But Ooh, yeah. no, I, uh, no. You know? 
I, I, I pick Usman to beat him, but I think he, like maybe a few fights would would improve him. You know, he's still very early. Maybe if he had two or three more fights before fighting Usman, he might be at a different level or might have shown us more. But I think if you put him in there now, I think that's a big ask. Yeah, give him a warm up fight against Pereira and then give <laughs> give him give him Usman. That's the way to do it. Uh, right, number seven, Henry Cejudo does not have a fight. Now, I'm not sure. I think that is maybe a bit bold. What do you think about mm. Henry Cejudo? Will he come back? Will he not? I don't know. I haven't really been following the, the social media of Henry or anything like that. Has he been talking about coming back? Or? He has, yeah. He's in the USADA pool and all, I think. Yeah. Mm. If he's in the USADA pool six months, yeah. How long has he been in? Do you know? A, uh, a few months, yeah. I'd say, I'd say he's nearly ready now. I'd say by, by the mm. time the new year kicks off, he'll be in... Uh, well, if he's put himself in, he's gone through the, the annoyance of, of all that shit, you know. <laughs> you're a private contractor who has to tell this company your every move is a bit... It's a, it's a lot, like, you know what I mean? So Maybe if I should change that to Henry Zahuda's and win a, a UFC fight. How about... <laughs> Should I? Should I adjust? Yeah, that? I think I, I think if he's gone through all that, you know, you, they can wake you up at four in the morning on your holidays, and you know what I mean. You can, they, you're just fucking tied down to them. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll move. I'll move it to doesn't win a fight, which is yeah, still like a ball prediction. He could have two or three fights, like, and you know, he'll have to lose them all for me to be right. So, you know, that's still uh, yeah. And he's obviously a phenomenal fighter as well. That yeah, like, you know would probably be favored against. Nearly everybody, if not everybody. Yeah, interesting. Uh, right, number eight. Three Irish fighters leave Cage Warriors Dublin with titles. Oof. Mm. Three. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so, that was, yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, Cage Warriors would have to put on some fucking card for that to happen, and, and the Irish would have to clean sweep, probably. It's definitely a bold prediction. It'd be fantastic, absolutely fantastic, memorable night. It'd be, it'd be great for us, but... It's definitely bold, you know. Um, yeah. So, like, here's the reckoning. Even like, the chances of three title fights being put on with Irish guys in them on that night is probably uh, low. I don't know. Like, so Reese McKee is the champion at the moment. He'll probably fight Jimmy Wallet for the title there, right? Paul Hughes is the champion at the moment. Okay, he might be in the UFC, but there are there is a chance he could fight in that cage warriors card. And then, like, Caelan Nochran is probably the number one contender for Marignoni's belt at one thirty-five. So, but would they blow their load with all of those? Like, you just need to that's put. That's what I'm thinking. It, like, if Paul Hughes is is still there, you can just put Paul Hughes on the top, and you don't even need two other title fights. You've already got him banger. But, show, like, but it's in the tree arena, and like that's the biggest show they'll do all year anywhere in UK, Ireland, the world. You know, so they have to true, stack it. It's true. You're, you're putting a lot of your belts, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah, maybe, maybe it would be absolutely fantastic if they did that. It'd be a real like you know you said Bellator maybe. A, you're like I don't know. Um, Shite card is that what you're trying to say there? Well, you're yeah. Bellator, you know, their card hasn't been met with a big reception, and you're saying maybe there's some cutbacks going, and it'd be a good time for Cage Warriors to kind of stamp, you know, put a put a big stamp on. We're, we're back. Remember us? Uh, we used to run this uh, kind of thing. So uh, yeah, uh, it will be like if you're listening, Dean, definitely make it happen. You know, make the make the long. The loyal, long-suffering, not really that suffering, Irish fans, uh, happy. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Fields might fight Modestus Pakowskis for the light heavyweight title on that one as well. I don't know why. Uh, I think if he's if he's going to have fighters, I think I said this before in the podcast, I'm not sure, but I think if he's going to have his own, um, you know, fighters from his team on the on the card, he probably yeah. won't, but, you know, He maybe, has Tom King. Maybe. Yeah, you know, he has Carl Pinder, he has Ashing Daly. I'm saying they'd be fine, like, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. it's yeah, it's true. It's true. It, yeah, I think I'd love to see Chris fight again. Like, but 
you know, maybe he'll fight somewhere else and where his team KF guys aren't aren't on the card. Maybe that's more likely. And if they're going to put on, you know, um, this Irish this Irish card is probably you know from Chris's side probably where he wants to fight in Dublin. He probably doesn't want to fight in London or doesn't want to fight in you know anywhere else. So yeah, yeah. I don't but, know. But it's these guys, more prediction. but these guys on the undercard. Put him in the co-main event. He has like two hours to get ready after it and be fine. Yeah, it's a slim possibility. I suppose you have four options for for title shots for your three victories, but putting yeah, it's definitely a bold prediction. I don't see it happening, but I'd love to. I'd love to see those three title fights or four, you know, four title fights. It's (laughs) a bit much, maybe. You know, you're tying up all your divisions in in one event, but yeah. if you put on if you put on Paul Hughes, you put on Reese, you put on yeah, even both of them, you know, you could I I I think you could sell out the full the full three arena. I'd be very that's um, very interesting. Like to see do they do the full arena or do they do the half arena? Like I'm very interested. Yeah. Well if they have the card, if they have the, the right card, I think, you know, you can definitely do the big one. If you if, maybe if the card if you don't wanna make it a, a huge card and tie up your belts, then maybe Maybe it's going to be harder, but I think if you, you know, Bellator tickets have gotten steadily more expensive. If you make the ticket pricing a little bit less, yeah. maybe you can you can bring a lot more people in. I really think they need a Dublin draw as well. Like maybe Reds are coming back or Chris Fields coming back. Like don't all the names we mentioned there, like none of them are dubs apart from Chris Fields, obviously. So I don't like. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think the dubs will support like you know any Irish or any Northern that Irish. Dubs, man, hope that dubs. Yeah. I want to that And anyway <laughs> Get out of that garden Get out of that garden Right go on We go on to the next one the Next prediction I don't even know What I'm predicting here To be honest I don't know if this exists Or whatever But I'm gonna Here's my prediction Two Irish fighters Win PFL European Series Now mm-hmm. I don't know what that is See I think they're talking about Doing this The The series in the End of the summer One of them Anyway But Okay I don't know how long it takes. Um, how long does it take? Two months? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. So they used to do, they did, they, they did, see, they did a big break on the end of the, you know, the, the season they did last year. So they did like three weeks, then they took three weeks off. They did another three weeks, took another three weeks off, uh, did another three weeks, and then took like three months off before they did the the finale, which to me was just too much. It went on for fucking like nine months. So what you were saying, it might be over yeah. by the end of the year, is it? Yeah, well, that's what I was hearing. But yeah, um, yeah, I'd say that's maybe a prediction for next year, maybe. But yeah, you never know. I suppose plans can change or maybe, you know, uh, plans have changed. I, I heard this a few months back, but um, yeah, if they're, if they're, they seem to be looking to sign a few Irish guys. So hopefully, you know these these European tournaments are not set in stone yet. From from what I what I heard, I haven't haven't heard anything uh, uh, contrary to that since. But I think maybe it's probably more likely to be even possible next year. Yeah. Or the year after next, sorry. Okay, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Right, my next two predictions are kind of connected, and these are bold, bold. One of them is especially a bold prediction. So ten and eleven. Dana White leaves UFC and Joe Rogan leaves UFC commentary. So the, the when is Joe Rogan's contract up? I think I heard him, I don't know, maybe a year ago talking about um I think he signs like a one year deal at a time, but he also has like a thing in his contract he said if Dana White leaves he can leave too. So yeah. that's why Dana's not gonna leave though. Dana's not gonna leave. What's the, what's Dana gonna do? Fucking mm-hmm. s- fucking slapping uh, I don't Remember, know. I don't, um, maybe I'm just maybe I just don't understand it, but I don't see that catching on. And 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe it will, but um, <laughs> this time last year, who was the who was the chairman of WWE? Uh, sure, that's just a PR movie. Still, yeah. he's still fucking there, isn't he? Is he? Is he? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. But I, I just assume everything in wrestling is just fucking smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Dana White, you know, Dana White. He's he's not exactly the most politically correct guy in the world. I don't think he's like be. You know, he uh, he might have. Uh, he might make he a signed a five-year deal, did he, when the Endeavor took over or whatever they were called at the time? Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, but, yeah. Yeah. I, think mm. I do think Dana White will go up in a pile of smoke at some stage and be forced out of the UFC, whether that's like them pushing him out the door or whether with them like having to push him out the door because of investors and all of that because he does something really bad or, you know, says something really bad or something like Ah, sure, he says you fucking know. bad shit all the time and yeah. nobody even notices Grant. Yeah, but it only takes one thing to have to to happen. Like, you know. I think Dana's is smarter than maybe that, you know, than that. He's smarter than maybe his foul mouth <laughs> would, uh, would indicate. You know, he's, I think maybe you're underestimating his uh, savvy a bit there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not, but I feel like at some stage the savvy might end. And it might, you know, it might be uh, him being pushed more than him, you know, doing something to actually be pushed. But we'll see. We'll see. Right, number 12. No top 15 fighter in any division fails a, U- a USADA test. No, the reason sure, I, uh, we're never gonna know. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> so is a good one. Give me. Be, nobody's ever gonna know about any test unless I don't know. They well, decide to tell people for keep, some reason. Keep those secrets. Sad. <laughs> I need one. I need. Do you remember what, what was it? That he sent a message to Nate Diaz, being like, "Ah, oh, just forget about it. We'll worry about it after the fight or something." Yeah. And then Nate put that out, being like, "What the fuck are they doing this with everybody?" Yeah, I remember Vitor. Yeah, that as was well, fucking that three or four years ago. Or ridiculous. Yeah. More, was it? Ridiculous. But yeah, so that's one there. We'll, we'll run through these. Uh, Conor McGregor officially retires from combat sports. Now, the word officially there. Officially retires. Yeah. Uh, like so a tweet or something? Or? I, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to take out the word officially there and I'm just going to go Conor McGregor retires from combat sports. I think that's 100% going to happen. Uh, like he could for fight a retirement, to be a retirement, how long does it have to last? Does it have to last forever? 10 seconds. <laughs> the, all I want is a retirement. I don't care how long Conor it McGregor lasts. says he retires. Maybe. Conor McGregor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me write this. says he retires retires from combat sports grand yeah i love it from combat sports Ooh, okay yeah. that that makes it even more bold if it was it from does. mma it'd be it'd be still unlikely well it'd be still bold but from combat sports from from boxing from jiu-jitsu oof yeah no. No, i'm gonna change that to, i'm gonna change that to mma <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor <laughs> never to do martial arts again. <laughs> it's now Conor McGregor says he retires <laughs> from MMA. Okay, uh, number fourteen. Well, actually, what do you think about Conor? I know we touched him briefly. Do you like when do you see him coming back? I know you said the Tony um, Ferguson one and all that. Like, yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, as soon as he feels his leg is is. You know where it should be. I'm sure he's itching to get back, and uh, like you know, haven't spent a lot of years around him. He's like he's always eager to get back and uh, you know get a fight. He's 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 always he needs something to do. I know he, he did, you mentioned earlier he did the Roadhouse movie or whatever, but that was that was Roadhouse. only you know a month or two. That wasn't I don't even know how long. That was only a few weeks. So that's that's over now. I think so. Um, yeah, I think I think he'd be looking to get back, and when he gets back, he'd be looking to you know get fights in stay stay ready as he used to say and 
you know, a big injury like that being being stuck out probably makes you kind of appreciate that, like, you know, this is a short career that can be taken away, and you, you need to make it. You know, like, if you if you if you if you still want to make a run at this, you need to kind of, you know, knuckle down and do it right and not rush things and all that stuff, and you know, maybe pull out a fight when you're injured and stuff like that. So, um, you know. Uh, having said that, you know things can change. As I said, mindsets can can change, all that stuff. But yeah, no, I I I, I see him coming back, and I see him trying to fight that maybe that season that he tried to fight that was derailed by COVID uh, two years ago or three years ago at this stage. I should have predicted Conor versus Artem as, as a fight for twenty twenty three. You never know. You never know what might happen. That's a Bare knuckle FC. Can, knuckle. Is that a combat sport? Can Conor wrangle his way out of a contract? <laughs> you never know. If anyone can, maybe he can. Right, Char- charity bare knuckle is Char- that a thing? Char- <laughs> charity bare knuckle. Imagine white collar bare knuckle. Uh, uh, charity exhibition bare knuckle. Let's <laughs> fucking tear the face of each other. Right, uh, number fourteen. Eddie Alvarez fights Michael Chandler. I'm just going to leave it at that. I said outside of the UFC, I'm going to delete that. Maybe Eddie. I don't think the UFC will f- sign Eddie Alvarez, but. Like Michael Is he Chandler leaving the leaving the UFC. Possibly. I think possibly. Like he hasn't the greatest record. If he loses, a I know, but he's fights. in a fucking great fights. In fairness, and oh yeah, you know, he is. Dana yeah. White, Dana White loves that shit. Like. Maybe like, your other prediction of Dana White being fucking you never might all work together. <laughs> fucking um, Brian Rebney might take over, and Michael Chandler will be champion if that happens. But um, yeah, maybe they do sign Eddie Alvarez. You know, if Michael Chandler pushes hard enough for the fight or whatever, they seem to want to have that fight. The two of them against, so, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Let's uh, let's make that happen. Um, number fifteen, Arnold Allen wins a UFC title. Now that's a bold prediction. Ooh, He's right up there towards the top, but Volkanovski now. Volkanovski is there, but is he going to be there? Is he going to stay there? There's an interim title on the line as well. So I said a UFC I title. I think it's a lot of it being bold, I think, is, you know, Arnold Allen's kind of another guy who, you know, injuries and derailments have kind of held him back or slowed him down. And, you know, he's got his upper echelon now. And, you know, the question is, are, are his skills up to these guys? Are, like, you know, if Volkanovski sticks around, that's a big ass to, you know, go five rounds with Volkanovski. He's shown time and time again how much of a technician he is and how well he can implement a game plan. And, you know, Arnold Allen's been fighting some good guys and getting some good wins. But, you know, there's levels to this. And he's, he's definitely improving there. So, yeah, you know, his kind of setback record and the, the level of competition at the top, even if Volkanovski leaves, the level of competition at the top of that division is is fierce. So, yeah, it's definitely a bold prediction. But I suppose he's you know he's positioned himself very nicely to to take a swing at it anyway. Indeed, like if he fights either the two lads fighting for the interim title, I think he'd probably be favourite. Maybe so. Maybe it's not that bold, but to him to get that fight is probably the bold part. But we'll see. We'll see. Number sixteen, Bo Nickel loses a fight. Well, the Arnold Allen one does it have to be a full title, yeah? It no, can't be no, like an no. Interim title. A title, I said. Oh Jesus! Are you, an interim title, okay, Jesus. Yeah. So maybe it's not not as bold. Um, <laughs> yeah, if it was a real title, mm. yeah, we'll yeah, it's, it could happen. It could happen. See, I suppose yeah. you need to you need to put some less yeah. crazy ones in there so I you don't end up yeah. even worse than this year. <laughs> oh God, I'd probably will. But like the interim title could become the real title as well if Volkanovski doesn't come back down. You never know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah it's true. Bonica loses a fight. What do you think? Ooh, um, depends on the matchmaking, really, doesn't it? Um, yeah, like you see Pat Downey there a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, really, like great wrestler got absolutely fucking destroyed. Maybe that'll that'll you know teach the UFC that they need to 
You know, no, I don't think Dana White's watching the fucking Bellator undercards. Or yeah, well, the matchmakers like Mick Maynard and mm-hmm. Sean Shelby, but they do have so much on their on their hands, and we we've talked about it before how there doesn't really seem to be much uh, rhyme or reason. Maybe that's a time thing, or you know, just a you know, basically in a the circus. These guys are going around the fucking all over the place, all over the world, and having to do all this stuff. It is difficult, and you know, you kind of have to make yourself stand out. To, uh, these days, and if Bo Nickel can do that, and maybe they'll maybe they'll pick and choose his his fights carefully. But you know, maybe if he goes in there and has a couple of stinkers, they might think, "Fuck this, we're just going to throw him in and see if he, you know, sinks or swims." Yeah, but they might also like he'll have two great wins and look smashing, and then put him in there against someone like good, and he might get absolutely destroyed. That's yeah. what I'm kind of thinking. Like, so. yeah, it's really hard to know where he's going to go. You know, he's a lot of questions around him. He definitely has a lot of talent, but. You know, we, we've seen guys, uh, you know, we've seen many a guy with a lot of talent and credentials outside MMA come in and, you know, a lot of them don't stick around for very long at the, at the top. So, just, yeah, it's, it's hard to know what, how it's going to go and how do you see even going to ma- uh, match him and how he's going to look against, you know, even the kind of lower tier guys in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Right, next two predictions are similar. One is a sad one and one is a happy one, okay? So the sad one first, Frank Yeager returns to fight in PFL. Um, Oof, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, we saw Marlon Rice, oh Frank Yegman's cage side oh, of PFL. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, Ali. Frank Yegman versus Anthony Pettis, lightweight. Could see that happening. Oh yeah, it's probably already a done deal. It's probably yeah. like fucking waiting to announce it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it probably is. So yeah, and in the fun one at eighteen, Cole Conrad has an MMA fight. Oh, Jesus! Uh, I actually read an article. Somebody, yeah, Chuck Mendenhall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, was going to say Chuck, but I didn't want to get it wrong. But um, or maybe yeah, Stephen Morocco. I look it up there. Um, yeah, he's still in the you know the white gold and milk business, but um, he didn't seem too mo- motivated to come back. You know. He, he talked about how he was basically just brought in as like, you know, part of Brock's team. And when Brock kind of went back to, you know, other things over the year or whatever, it just all fell apart and he wasn't kind of arsed. So I don't know, you know, when he was at the, the top of Bellator undefeated, it kind of, you know, winning easily and making money, he didn't want to do it. So I don't know if years later he's going to come back. I'd love to see Cole Connor yeah. come back. You know, we, we talked about Cole Connor for years. He, uh, like, Really, you know, dominant wrestler. Be interesting to see, but a lot, a lot of time out of the game. He hasn't been training. He's just been sitting in an office. His back is probably fucked. <laughs> sitting in those office chairs here, fucking. You'd be fucking wrecked from us. You'd be needing a fucking chiropractor every day. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah um, oh, that's a very bold prediction. I'd love to see it, but unfortunately, I don't think so. It was Sean Al Shadi did the article, and oh yeah, yeah, he kind of did hint in that that like, oh, I wouldn't mind coming back and showing like I think it was his child that he could fight or something. So that's kind of where I got it from. So maybe we'll see. We'll see with that one. Uh, right, the last two: um, a fighter is stripped of a UFC title for missing weight. Now that's only happened a few times in UFC history. But uh, there's a prediction. I should, they're just fucking, you know, not bother leaving the thing to settle on the scale and just flip it back to the corner. That's be true grand. as well. That is very, very true. And the last one, similar sort of thing, but no, I actually gave this one last year, but I'm going for it again. A non-UFC fighter wins a UFC title. So someone non-UFC at the moment wins a UFC title. So I don't know who it could be. Maybe it could Ooh. be Kayla. Maybe Cyborg will come back. Maybe, I don't know, Paul Hughes. <laughs> that'd be a quick uh, attention <laughs> be a quick yeah one. you never know you never know like yeah a PFL signing or something like that like yeah it could be but 
they'd have to be fast tracked. You know, is if Eddie Alvarez was to you know was to fight Chandler and beat him, former champion, he he could you know. He fluked his way into a title shot before. Circumstances <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, come together for you. It's a couple of, you know, dodgy enough judge decisions and a couple of injuries, and next thing you know, you're, you're UFC champion. Um, uh, that's kind of disrespectful to Eddie, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> fell into place nicely for him, and he took his opportunity really well. But <laughs> Eddie just know, catching hands around here for no reason. Like, what the fuck are you attacking Eddie for? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's kind of what happened, isn't it? Like, uh, kind of, yeah. say it as it is. Uh, sure look these things happen uh, alright sure that's it that's the 20 ball predictions anyway um, not a great year last year hopefully it'll be better for next year hopefully Darren Till gets caught by the time the place comes out and uh, we, we have two and a half ones but nah buddy joking uh, so yeah let us know let us know tweet us at Severe at Severe Pod at John GMBA let us know your ball prediction for the year and actually we did this last year so I'm gonna maybe I'll ask people on Twitter and uh, we might do a Patreon show out of it go through and kind of rate people's ball predictions so look out for that over on Twitter so um, yeah we will leave it there thank you to everyone for listening thank you for all the fighters thank you Graham thank you to all the Severe MMA crew all the Patreon crew patreon.com forward slash Severe MMA podcast NordVPN forward slash Severe MMA uh, Nor- yeah, nordvpn.com forward slash severe mate. and uh, manscaped use the promo code severe mate as well that's it from us Sean Sheehan Graham McDonald severe mate. we'll see you all next time good luck